welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Jim Hall from Brooklyn Games, here with my guest, Logar the Barbarian. I am Logar the Barbarian. And welcome <laughs> back to the bizarro world where Logar is the interviewee, not the interviewer. And we get to learn about the, you know, thought process and techniques that Logar uses at the table. Hey, one thing I like, I'm going to interject this too. One thing I like to tell folks, and I should probably say it on the show so that people who are listening can expect this. When you come on, I tell folks often that I am not a good interviewer. I'm not like Barbara Walters or nothing. I am just a middle-aged guy geeking about about games in my basement. So, but I'm just coming on to talk about games. <laughs> I mean, pretty much that's like whenever you get together with a bunch of role-playing playing nerds that's uh that's what you do you you know, geek out about mechanics and world building and oh, yeah. uh zines and you know, <laughs> it's fun yeah it is i get into it i really do I, I have for a while and i really like reading those modules and in, in zines they're fun yeah yeah and so uh this episode we're going to talk about what modules and zines uh you like to work with mm -hmm. and kind of what your experiences with those are and how you bring them into your uh, your games and your campaigns and that sort of thing. So uh, first off, how do you integrate a module into your game? So like what modules do you like to, to pull in? So it's going to vary mm -hmm. uh, depending on what I'm running and playing. Like when I ran a Lost Lands campaign, it was mostly modules. And a lot of that was dictated by where they went because it's a set out world mm -hmm. there are modules available for different places you go and i can pull those out like oh okay i'm gonna do this we're gonna explore there what i like about doing that and doing a lost lands campaign is i'm a reader i enjoy reading it's fun and for me as a dm i get to explore that world and learn about it myself instead of being like oh okay i'm just you know, when I'm a player, I get to explore it. But as a DM, I have to create it. So it hits this sweet spot running something like that where I can um, explore simultaneously. Now, by current campaign, I'm not doing that. I'm pulling out random zines and random modules, mostly zines. And a lot of it's dictated by, like, thematically what I think is going to come in this next place we're going to. Like, I think we spoke last time about the swamps. We went to a swamps. We pulled out a Brooklet game zine and uh, a Markborg Bob Crawl. Um, yep. we're going towards a, a city space. So I've been looking at different zines that have cities and different other books. So I've actually been looking at some of the larger Pathfinder books that I have that oh. I haven't really used or messed with. Okay. Um, because I have some very large cities books from various, like, like Green Ronin and some of these other publishers that I've never really delved into too far. And not to run it straight up, but I'm, I'm looking for my own thing. I'm looking for the pieces that I can pull out. Right. Because we're not going to yeah. be exploring that whole city. <laughs> I mean, uh, cities are a great place, though, for this sort of, um, you know, using modules in this sort of way. Because it can be really overwhelming to plan an entire city and all the tiny little pieces that yeah. kind of go into it. So when, when you're pulling things out, you know, what What are you what are you going for? What do you pull out? So I'm looking for I'm looking for seeds most of the time. I'm not even looking to run. Sometimes I'll run a full adventure, 
that's laid out in a zine or something like that and i'll go through it a lot of times it'll just end up being a dungeon or a few encounters like we just recently did willow mm-hmm. um and that's a good little zine and i barely brushed what was in there we had some encounters with a few of the characters in there that led us to a few other places there was like 90% of that book unexplored and we've probably spent two or three weeks going through there. And I, I'm not trying to put, so we've already got a laid out trajectory they're going on because they're, they have chosen that trajectory in response to earlier adventures Mm -hmm. and what they've been given. So intertwining that with the city of Willow was kind of my task. And I'm looking for who I can bring in to kind of further along their adventure, drop more seeds and maybe just have brief encounters that are fun and exciting within this city may not even be related to it. One of the things is they fought the necrotic tree nymph from a kid's uh, tree house. They were like the, the town guard or whatever. Oh, that's fun. And, uh, and we had fun there. Now we also, they wanted to go see the witch in the, the wizard's tower and stuff that was presented in there. So we got to explore those. I kind of put my own twists on those characters desires and wants that would be more applicable to the ongoing campaign like yeah. the one characters the, the in willow they have this tower that is uh, a wizard's tower and the wizard just wants books so making sure that those books that the wizard's looking for is a seed to something that i think would be good to follow that yeah <laughs> because uh you know having a bunch of sort of detached random s- encounters are it can be fun but you know when you have these longer term goals that the party is playing towards you want to somehow tie that into the module so like for um for the 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 willow city how how did you tie that in how did you tie in like the the player goals so the player goals were less tied into the city this city is separate one of the things that i did tie into this city here is that what Oh boy, I'm gonna have to blow everything wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a spoiler my, alert yes, for the? Uh... My players do not live. So there's there. Well, I'll try to say this as least spoilery as possible with some of the things that they're realizing in the setting that they created. What my what my idea was, and if you go back to us talking to Planar Compass folks when we talked about doing a planar campaign, it kind of springs oh, yeah. out of there. I'm doing an interplanar campaign in a slightly different approach. Is that the planes are coming here? I'm hoping to leave, but they're in a place of convergence of planes. And they don't realize this entirely yet. So and, there's a bunch of strange things happening. And, yes. Well, that's that's actually like a great mechanism for pulling in like a huge variety yes. of, of <laughs> modules, right? Yes. Well, one of the things is that I, I ran, the, I actually ran one of the adventures loosely off of uh, when, uh, Matt Finch was here. We did a mm-hmm. random role adventure with Matt Finch. And I took that. And that was one of the earlier adventures that we ran was what Matt Finch had come up with there. I, I didn't stay entirely on everything that we did in that adventure, but I ran that Matt Finch invented it, that Matt Finch rolled up adventure that we did here yeah. with my player party. And I added stuff to it. And what they realized there were blisters coming out of the ground. Like you would have like a, like a fleshy blister. <laughs> like You'd have a, a pussy thing pop up on your arm. And they started exploring them and popping them. And and this is, this is listeners. If you are in my game party, you cannot listen any further. So this is like the meatlandia world kind of breaching over to all this fleshy type 
type stuff from like yeah. a, a wormwood or if you're familiar with rifts the, the world wormwood or meatlandia type thing that's kind of breaking in these giant blisters like the infections on the fleshy world from and that. so <laughs> meatlandia that that's a module right meatlandia is actually they've got a trilogy of books out that lay out it's a whole setting it has it has uh it has yeah, it has a whole trilogy. It's it's made for okay. OSE. I think it was originally made for like BX or Swords and Wizardry of some sort, but then they've re-released them all to be OSE. And it's somewhere in that Rifts, Mad Max, uh, Wormwood, Meat World thing. And there's meat magic and all this other stuff. It's it's very different and out there. <laughs> I mean, it sounds super cool though. Um, that that actually kind of makes me think of something. I you mentioned how they ported it over to OSE. And, you know, the, the the big draw of OSC, other than being an old school, you know, really nicely done old school game is the organization of the books is done in such a way that it's really easy to kind of oh, pick yeah. up and, and roll with. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I'm curious how much that has an impact on whether or not you're going to use a module during play. Um, I think that the app. So that is I like dungeons that are done like that like i just ran dungeon dngn one of the dungeons from that oh that yeah released by singing flame for i just game. i just got that book what a beautiful book <laughs> it's we, like yeah love it yeah we i ran the first dungeon in there kind of they just kind of walked into it explored i made some alterations to it beforehand with some of philip reed's uh dungeon encounter books to kind of make okay. it fit a little bit better with what we were doing because there are some things I was like i don't know if that'll work as well with our with this current campaign but and i kind of flipped through philip's reads encounters and changed a few rooms around but otherwise it was very much that that's really interesting um when thinking about because right there you mentioned you're working with this dungeon module and then you modified it oh all the time with another third party tool <laughs> yes so, like, what what drove you to modify it? I guess it was. That's all I know how to do. <laughs> no, you're I've a hacker. Been doing that. So I've been doing that forever. I I have ran more dungeon uh dun dungeon mag and dragon mag dungeons because dungeon mags are great for DMs. We do dragon mags on here, but dungeon mags is just adventure after adventure after adventure. And the closest thing I did for a long time to running a pre made adventures was reading dungeon mag adventures and popping out ideas from them for encounters and stuff. But mm -hmm. the other thing that I did with those is I would always pull the dungeon out. I had the structure of the dungeon. I'd read through it and I'd alter it to fit what I'm doing. So the gods would always change what's in this room. And I would often just run these dungeons in my style. I've always changed the dungeons. The only time I didn't really go through changing dungeons was running my Lost Lands campaign or the Rune Lords campaigns that were because with those you were really committing to the the world that yes. was presented to you yes. instead of building it yourself. So yeah. trying to so I in those cases as a DM I'm exploring the world that someone else created as opposed to creating a world around my players. Yeah, different ways to approach running it is running dungeons or running modules. I've learned just as trying to run different ones over the years. Yeah, and having different DMs because our group has, 
we have five games a week at least maybe six and and i'm only running one game uh every like there's a different they have a lot of dms within our group who run games and i learned so from cool. playing under their other dms and the, their styles and their approaches and how they do it that's helpful if you're going to get everybody in your group to dm that's really good <laughs> yeah seriously i've been trying to get my uh my group to to start dming and one one guy is he's finally doing it he's finally doing the nice. world building he ran a game with us and that's exciting but at any rate what is your sort of in case of emergency supplement something that you would pull in when you're sort of at a loss or something that you would turn to when you're sort of at a loss for inspiration. I'm not sure if I have one consistent one, but I can say that right now, the fact that I do a weekly podcast and I review a zine a week and I'm reading through so many, that's like over 50 some scenes, I guess, in the last year. Yeah. Um, I, I note the ones that I can pick up quick and easy and run. There is that. I I think that dungeon itself is going to be getting in there because there's a lot of dungeons there. Even mm-hmm. though we haven't gone through the first one all the way, if they complete that or not, we'll see. They may just run out of the dungeon at this point. And then I still have a full <laughs> dungeon that I've already altered. So the next time I go into it, it's going to be a different dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you could also just start them off at level two in that book. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> go for it's, it. a, it's a pretty free form book. A lot of and a lot of times it, it is what I've been reading because I'm constantly reading these. It's it's easy to be able to grab something that's fresh in my brain and say, OK, I'll just run this. I figured out how I'd run it reading it. So those are probably my most go to at the at, at the drop of a hat. And I know you've worked with uh, the Tome of Adventure Design um, here and there. Are there other sort of generators like that or what about that generator makes you um interested in it so i've i've looked for other ones similar to it the osric and the ad and d books have good stuff especially for dungeons i have not found something as exhaustive as that in just all around building an adventure from the ground up i haven't uh and i've yeah. asked and looked i don't think there is something quite as robust and massive when it comes to that you got quite a couple hundred i don't remember how many pages yeah it's like pages. 300 pages or something yeah. like that and I, I don't have my copy yet. It's coming. <laughs> well, I'm getting the new one, but then we have the the classic one that we have is the the older one that I have up there that's I've been using. I'm excited for the changes and additions to the new one. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Just kind of to wrap up here. Are there any modules or zines that you've identified that you're kind of looking forward to running soon? Yes. And I'm a little ashamed. <laughs> like, Why? I don't, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I, I want to run. And there's a couple campaigns. There's always that campaign I want to run. There's some sci-fi ones that I want to do. And then there's a lot of really classic D&D stuff. Yeah. The one thing that I really want to run isn't even just a specific module, but I really want to, I've ran a Lost Lands campaign before. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to explore the Lost Lands campaign more. Because it's so vast, because they have put so much out. Casey Christofferson, um, Levi Combs, a lot yeah. of these people that we've talked to here who have been gone on to start doing uh, their more independent things. Some people we haven't um, even spoken to as well that I've, uh, well, at least some of them I've, I've actually played games with have the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The pleasure to be able to play in their games that are some really cool DNs that have created stuff. The lore, 
the expanding world. There's so much there. And then there's a lot that's not there as well. Like running it, I get a lot of opportunity to flesh out certain areas that weren't fleshed out and bring in other stuff. So if there's something I'm looking forward to running of them all, might be some of the stuff I've already even run within the Lost Lands. You know, if it, it makes you happy and uh, it provides inspiration. And it sounds like it kind of provides a um, kind of a scaffolding of the world that yes. um, brings the inspiration and but leaves the gaps for you to go and, you know, have the players explore and do a little bit of world building yourself as well. Yeah. And, and I can adjust anything I need to, if need be, but there's a lot there in, in the wider lore and the wider, like just this, the, the process of prepping for game and discovery myself as a DM while I'm getting ready is fun for me. I like to read. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a joy. Like I, I read, I read zines and books before bed, like every mm -hmm. night. It's, it's oh just, yeah, it's interesting, you know, I moved, inspiring. I it, when we moved into this house, I moved a, a little, a, a, a tiny bookshelf into the bedroom, and so I could, because because at the old house, I just had a wall of books along, like 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 against the wall, kind of reinforcing the wall and keeping it up or something. <laughs> 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 so now I'm trying to limit it to the little bookshelf and the only books that can come in here have to fit into the little bookshelves and piles, yeah. and not on the floor anymore. <laughs> you, get, you get your to read list and you have to manage that, you know, keep it a uh, reasonable there. Yeah. And, and the way I read and it works well for game books and, uh, and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like academic text is that I, I read from book to book. So when I see things referenced, I like to go to other books and open them up. So I have three books huh. on the bed at all points in time just about <laughs> a researcher so that's how i tend to read so that's why game books work for me and academic books work for me i read them easiest <laughs> well i think that we could probably uh keep talking about modules but um we should probably wrap it up about now excellent um, so, <laughs> well thank you so much for for giving us all this insight and i'll turn it over to you to, to wrap it up if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on facebook search wobblies and wizards wobblies and wizards.com is our blog i'm on twitter at logar we're on patreon we could really use the support patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards and where can we find you you can find me at patreon.com slash Games or on Twitter. I'm very active there at Games. Come stop by, say hi. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>